You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Summer is here. The sun is out and so are you. When you go, take along a clever little app called Audible so you can listen to the stories you love while doing the things you love. Outside. A walk, a run, the pool, or the beach. All better with Audible. For just $14.95 a month, you get a credit good for any audiobook from the world's largest selection. If you don't like it, exchange it anytime. So get outdoors with Audible. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free at audible.com. Hello and welcome to another Arrowhead Pride podcast. Pete Sweeney here, and this is a little bit different version of the Arrowhead Pride podcast. We are in Los Angeles, California today, and I'm here with Jonathan and Chris, and you guys run Chiefs LA. Chiefs Los Angeles, we do. That's Chris, and then you heard Jonathan second. So Chris, I guess we'll just start with you. Can you just tell me a little bit about how you guys kind of met and know each other. Yeah, Jonathan and I are best friends from a long, long time ago, and we really connected on two fronts. One, we both are in the film and television industry, and we got our start together out here in Los Angeles. And uh, on the second front, at the same time, we started um, looking around for places to watch the Chiefs games, and we found a Chiefs bar over in Venice, California. It's called uh, The Whaler. Called right. The Whaler. And back then, you know, we'd get probably like 30 people there every Sunday showing up ready to um, ready to buy beer and eat breakfast. And and the manager there was a Chiefs fan. And so it actually was like the top floor of the Whaler could hold about 30 people. And it was all decked out in like Chiefs decoration. When you went there, it said like Arrowhead West. And it had this painting of like Chiefs player. It was really cool. Chiefs Holmes was on it. Yeah. Yeah, Every once in a while, they'd have like ribs and and Gates barbecue sauce and stuff like that. And then at some point it got bought out by some guys that ended up being Jets fans or whatever. And they, they were totally like, yeah, this isn't a cheese bar anymore. And so we were were like, yeah, we became nomads because we were like, well, we're not going to give you our money every Sunday if you're just (laughs) going to give us, you know, kick us out. So, um, we went from bar to bar to every opposing team's bar in Los Angeles that we could find. And, and, uh, back then the chiefs were, we were good, but we weren't great. I think uh, was it back in the castle days? It was starting to gain some dark years. Yeah, <laughs> we got in some. Tyler Thigpen was around, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, and so there's a lot of walks of shames <laughs> out of some bars. Um, but finally, Dylan and I uh, were like, okay, it's time for us to start our own cheese bar. And so we started yeah. looking around for somewhere that was kind of in between the both of us in Los Angeles, and uh, and we found a home and we started. They Chiefs were like, LA? they were like, you guys can come, but you can't be a cheese bar. 
And so we're like, okay, that's fine. Cause we only had like 10 people back then. Cause we were Maybe. terrible. We yeah. were terrible. <laughs> we had like 10 diehard fans and, and over time we, we built it up. Um, we yeah. found Facebook really became a big thing for us. And once we hit Facebook and people could really just like Google like cheese bar Los Angeles and find us, it, it just got huge. And so like last year when we were in the playoffs, even before last year, like with the Royals going to the world series, it became more of a Kansas city bar than, than just a chiefs bar. Um, and, and, uh, but we really maxed out last year during the playoffs. We had like 300 plus people show up to the bar and finally we had to turn people away. And that was like a big turning point for us. What do you remember about this whole process? I mean, we've been doing it for about five years now, honestly. And every year it gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And the exciting thing is people who show up who've never, like, didn't even, like, stumbled across it. Uh, it, Whether it's Facebook or, you know, some online publication or whatever the case is where they're saying, we heard about you guys, we wanted to come check it out, and we had no idea, like, what this was about. Like, we've had people from Kansas City said, this was the best bar, like, the best Chiefs bar I've ever been to, including all the bars I've been to in Kansas City to watch Chiefs game. Like... We try to keep it really authentic. We want it to feel we have the barbecue there. We, we go out and we get like the sauces and we bring them back to L.A. Because we want it to feel like home. When people come in, we, we chant cheese as they're walking through that door. So they feel like you're home. You know, we want this to be a family. And that's, that's sort of been our big thing. It's like we want to enjoy, you know, watching the games. We don't want to just sit on our couches. And we like to like yell at the screen and we get energetic and we love our chiefs. You know, we get behind them and. You know, good or bad or indifferent, it's nice to have that group and that uh, that camaraderie. That with atmosphere, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's one thing I did notice today in joining you guys for a Chiefs LA game was the fact that no matter who walked in, if they were wearing red, you guys gave them the Chiefs greeting, and it makes the person feel welcome right away. And was that a, was that a strategy a little bit? I don't know how it started, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know who started it or what, but it's just like, it's instinct now. As soon as I see, like, out of the corner of my eye, anybody walk in, it's just like, Chiefs, and everybody, the whole bar goes, It chimes in, yeah. 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 Now, all you see when you're at a Chiefs bar is just a lot of people, you know, they're doing the Arrowhead Chop chant, you got the songs, the things like that. How do you go about the logistics of, creating a cheese bar you know do you, do you meet with different bars how do you decide on one because i know you mentioned you had just changed bars recently how do you decide on the perfect bar to represent kansas City? yeah we were lucky that you know for, for the last five years we were at one spot and we just evolved in that spot we really grew into our own and understood what worked and what didn't work and what we liked and what we didn't like and so um, when we finally kind of outgrew that bar we started looking for a place and Jalapeno Pete's out here in Los Angeles had just opened up. And of all the bars we scouted, you know, they were the most open to accepting us and also just had the yeah. best logistics. Like we went yeah. from, um, you know, our old bar, we'd have to run to this other room to like turn down the TV volume and like turn up the mic volume to be able to make announcements or play the music. And now it's all Bluetooth. It's all just like modern. And so it makes it really easy for us to... Yeah. Um, instantly react to what's going on on the television and just keep people pumped up. Uh, so for us, finding a place that uh, was welcoming, was was understanding that like people who come there want to feel like it's a home. We want to feel like it's our place. We get the audio every week. I think that's a big deal in a sports bar because the sports bar, most sports bars are going to say, okay, what's the biggest game this week? That's going to get the audio. Well, especially Los Angeles. Like Los yeah. Angeles is a bunch of you know, sports teams like the Rams just came here last season and the Chargers are here this season. So it's not there isn't an NFL team that's an L.A. team. So you go to any bar, 
it's going to be a different team's bar. You like never, and it's going to be the best game, like a hodgepodge. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Yeah. So to find a place that a not only did they just give us the the audio, but they also made a special Chiefs menu, made a special Chiefs drink, a special Chiefs halftime shot, halftime yeah. shot. You know, things that will go well with our barbecue sauce because we said we have this barbecue bar. So the chef actually made up like special things that'll go with that with the barbecue sauces and stuff like that. Just to everything we can to make it really feel like home. So it sounds like one of the biggest things when doing this is the bar buy-in. You know, will people accept everything that comes with Chiefs culture? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And because, you know, at some point it's like no other teams want to come watch the game there because we're just like loud <laughs> I mean, we, and we are very loud. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I noticed today. It was the Chiefs-Jets game and a Jets family walked in. Unfortunately, the Jets wound up getting the win, but that's beside the point. You know, you guys didn't boo them or anything. You, I mean, there was some there was some friendly, you know, uh, shaming. Banter. But, but yeah. at the end of the day, you were like, no, come on in. And one of the guys even won the raffle. And right. I, I don't know. I think that was kind of a special moment because even though they're really rooting for the other team, you guys didn't care about them coming in. That's pretty in- indicative of Kansas City fans in general, though. Like, we love our pastimes. We love our teams, you know. But we're not, like, we're not out there to to hate. You right. know, we're out there to have a good time, and we want everybody to have a good time. And probably me and Chris, have, we've been those people. Well, yeah, we, we've, <laughs> we've been, been to all those opposing exactly. teams' bars. We've been so. those people, and it's like, uh, yeah. and you're like, I don't want to be the jerk. I just want to watch my game with the yeah. sound on. I still and, want yeah. them to have the walk of shame with right. the loss. Absolutely, yeah. You know, but, <laughs> exactly. You know. So yeah. you guys have original Kansas City roots then? We do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm from Lee Summit, Missouri. And I'm from Melvin Park, originally. And then... You both came out to L.A. at the same time then? Pretty much. Just like within about. a month or two of each other. Yeah. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. And so then that's when you guys made that bond. Okay, we're going to watch games together. And- well, I'll be honest. The funny part is like <laughs> way, way, way back in the day, uh, we both dated the same girl in Kansas City. So different times. Different Dylan times. dated her in like junior high when it was this like. This is the queen of Chiefs <laughs> yeah, LA. <laughs> she doesn't, even, she doesn't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we both moved out here, she's like, you guys should hang out. And so we hung out. We became, we became best friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, in every bad breakup, or I don't know, I got I don't know the whole story, but I don't know. But there can be some good. There you That's go. Right. So for guys who might be in another city, and you know, maybe a bigger city that could have a lot of Chiefs fans, and they're looking for maybe tips and things about how to start something like this, what would you say? Get a Facebook page. Call it Chiefs and your city, whether it's yeah. Chiefs Pittsburgh, Chiefs Miami, whatever you want to call it, and just make it searchable. And uh, if you build it, they will come. You yeah, know, it just takes passion. You just got to be there every week. Yeah, win or loss. Like when we started yeah. this, I think that was the season we went two and fourteen. Yeah, that's when we started Chiefs Los Angeles. That's when Romeo Cornell really became at the, the, coach. At the worst possible. Yeah, time. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and no, and like Chris said, there's literally maybe five people there every week, maybe because we were so bad. But you have to be committed to it. You have to be like, all right, no matter what, we're gonna go. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna cheer on our guys. I'm sure we're gonna yell at the TV a lot, whatever. But we're gonna have a great time. And we did that. And then once Andy Reid and everyone came over and getting Alex Smith and all that stuff and the Chiefs started going up, it's like it just started like Snowball. exponentially ex- yeah. exploding. Yeah. So it's find a find a bar that's willing to work with you, you know, that you like. You got to make sure that you like the atmosphere, make sure you like the owners and stuff because it is a relationship, you know, with the bar because you do bring a lot of people in. And especially in L.A., it can take a lot of other business away from that bar. So, yeah, okay. make sure you yeah. enjoy. Make sure you enjoy the people that – you know, are running and they're excited about it too. Like jalapeno Pete's, they've opened up their doors and said, look, whatever you guys need, 
we're here to help. Like, we want to make sure you let us know what you need, you know, how many people we need to have on staff, blah, blah, blah. And they've been really, really, really accommodating. Yeah, and that's six years later. Great. I think at the start, it's just passion. It's just going, hey, yeah. find some friends you want to watch the game with, go to a bar that you're willing to patronize every week, and just be there and tell people you're there. And I guarantee yeah. you, other people will come. Yeah. One thing I really love, and this would certainly be different in every city, is the logo you guys have. You guys both have the hat on right now. It's really an arrowhead outline and palm trees. And that's gotten pretty popular even amongst the Chiefs. Can you talk a little bit about that? So um, our boy Spencer Hill uh, and his company, Hill Herald, he designed these hats a long, long time ago. And and someone introduced us to him. And we said, hey, man, we want to start, like, we want to make your hats like the Chiefs LA hats. And he was down. And so we've had a partnership ever since. And, um, you know, it's really cool because at some point, one of our Chiefs LA guys got access to some of the Chiefs players. And one of the Chiefs players saw his hat and was like, I love that hat. And so he gave the Chiefs player his hat. And uh, that's uh, Nacho. Yeah, Rakeem Nunez Rochez. And so uh, obviously we gave our boy who gave his hat away a new hat. For yeah. free for <laughs> saying thanks, but right. and now um, other people have seen uh, Nacho's hat, and now other players want our yeah. hats. It's pretty cool. It feels really like you know a sense of accomplishment to see some Chiefs players wearing our hats and loving it because there's a lot of West Coast, uh, West yeah, Coast. a lot of California. I mean, Alex Smith and Marcus Peters and some of those guys. So we're Dad. like, you know, we'd love to. You know, we're trying to get them a couple of hats too, just see if they like it. Just like yeah. not even to wear to publicize Chiefs LA. Just. I don't know. I think it's a really cool design. Yeah. Like, I love being in L.A. and wearing this. Or going back to Kansas City and people are like, whoa, that's the coolest Chiefs hat I've ever seen. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a fun, fun logo. And I can yeah. imagine that's why the California guys do like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to ask you guys about goals. Because, I mean, it seemed at the beginning of this, it was just so you guys could have somewhere or you could call home to watch Chiefs games with like-minded people. But this thing is growing. I mean, we were there today. And, you know, the Chiefs haven't been doing that great. And I know that there was information that we were going to be there covering some stuff. So maybe that helped a little bit. But there were still 100 people there. Sure. And yeah. this is back to a 500 team. You know, they're not playing the best football. But you guys got a nice little crew there. And it's growing. And I'm wondering, you know, what's next? You know, for us, it's always just been about fun and community. And I think those are the two easiest things to help grow anything is, is that sense of community, that sense of of home and and that sense of fun. I mean, it's just it's just fun to come out and see everybody every Sunday and and uh, and watch watch the Chiefs together. You know, I, I don't I don't know that our goal is any bigger. The biggest goal we have would be about the tailgate because now that we have the Los Angeles Chargers and we play them yeah. in Los Angeles once a year, you know, I think our if we were going to see something grow, it's going to be that tailgate because we threw our first tailgate. Uh, in Los Angeles this year, we had 300 plus probably easily. And, and yeah. what was amazing to us is how many people showed up and contributed. Like we had people bring their grills, people oh, bring yeah. their cornhole, so people bring their pop-ups and, and food. Yes. And everybody contributed. And, and it just became this big, fun, like 300 plus picnic. And yeah. I don't think necessarily you'd get that in Kansas City because, you know, obviously we have a sense of community in Kansas City and everybody's Chiefs fans, but we all have our own little private parties we throw in our own little, you know, tailgates that we have. But here in LA, we have one, you know, and we have other little private ones, but everybody wants to just be a part of that community out here. And so I think if if I had one goal, it would just to see that get bigger and bigger. What about you, Dylan? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think, um, you know, we don't do this, me and Chris, we don't get paid to do any of this. This isn't like a job for us. I mean, we do this because we love it. And we love the Kansas City Chiefs, honestly. Like, that's what it all came from. And so we just want to have a place where people can come out, 
make new friends. Actually, uh, we had a couple here that was uh, who had met at a Chiefs bar that we'd know separately, like separate friends, and they ended up getting married and they had they brought their little kid. They out. just brought their babies. Yeah, today. their little baby. Yeah. So it's like you know, meet friends, meet people. Like you know, Midwesterns, like you know, great minds. You guys are helping create new humans. That's yeah, right. exactly. new Chiefs fans. <laughs> That's right. We're procreating Chiefs fans. Exactly. That's right. That's the goal. <laughs> We're building an army. <laughs> I didn't even think of that because you know the Chiefs weren't moving anywhere, but the fact that they moved an in-division rival to LA, you guys had to be pumped when that news came out. Yeah. We were so pumped because we yeah, used to drive time. two hours to San Diego to to throw a tailgate yeah and it's really hard it's almost like throwing a destination wedding it's like <laughs> yeah. to throw a tailgate in another city that's two hours away or whatever it takes a lot of coordinating and we're up for it but like now to have it just in our backyard makes it so much yeah. easier what's the best part for each of you and you guys can you know alternate uh, of having chiefs la and just the community you've made so far uh best part Man, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but really, it's it's just watching the Chiefs games with Chiefs fans. Like yeah. honestly, it's it's some of these guys that we see and we hang out with. We don't always see them all year round. It's like when Chiefs season comes around, you get super excited now because you see all these faces you haven't seen. For you have six a reason months. to see them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, and we all kind of have our own lives. We all do our own thing. But also, you make some strong connections, some strong friendships and stuff through this too, which is really great. But you know. Um, yeah, it's just it's just the people, honestly, like the, the people and and feeling like it's part of home. Because when you transplant out, like my whole family still lives in Kansas City, so living out in LA, moving out to LA, I didn't know anybody. And Chris was one of the first people I met, and we immediately just became like best friends. And you know, love sports and very competitive guys and all that kind of stuff. So we just you know became like peanut butter and jelly. And we're like, all right, well, let's watch Chiefs games. How do we uh, do this? I'm peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, sure look, you, you look a little more like peanut butter. <laughs> sure you are. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It, there's just something, you know, there's just something about watching great, you know, watching football with great friends and great people. So, I know, again, broken record, but that's what Yeah, I can riff on that because for me, two things. One, the amount of people that just come up to myself or, or somebody that, that's that's with me at a game. It's just like, thank you guys for doing this. Thank you for putting this together. And thank you for giving us, uh, you know, a voice out here and, and letting us know that we're not alone. It's great because we're, you know, we're not alone. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of Chiefs fans out in Los Angeles. And it's amazing to me how many people still don't know about Chiefs Los Angeles, even though we've been very public and very, very known. And, and then on, on a different front, it was really exciting to be written up in the Kansas City Star. Yeah, and, so. and when they came to one of our, when the Rams had their first uh yeah, yeah. it was preseason game preseason game last year and we threw a tailgate out here and the kansas city star came and, and wrote an article about us and for you know all my peeps back in kansas city to see me i haven't lived in kansas city since i was 18 years old and i'm that's you know 20 years ago and so it's really exciting for me to still have a little sense of pride from where i'm from and from and let them know that we're still repping you know that that heartland like we are you know well, that's a good segue into just my final point of this podcast. For the thousands of fans, maybe that could happen to hear this that are still living in Los Angeles. How do they find you? How do they find what you guys are up to? You know, where's the go-to for that? It's really easy. It's Facebook.com/slash/ChiefsLosAngeles. Yeah. You know, and if you just even search, you know, Chiefs Los Angeles on Google, you'll find us really, really easily. We're we're pretty much. Not the only bar in Los Angeles, but we're definitely the biggest and, and funnest and, and best, I would say, in terms of, yeah. you know, two passionate guys running it. It's not a bar trying to make money. You know, we don't we don't make any profit off this. It's just all from the heart. Important to say, too, today, I mean, you guys give away prizes. It seems like 
every week or every you know other week things like that and there was a chief's poncho there today so you guys have very yeah. unique very unique chief's yeah. gear that you're giving away each week very appropriate yeah. for jalapeno pete's too <laughs> exactly chief's ponchos for sure yeah yeah, yeah those we, are like, fun. we like to keep it interesting people go crazy oh, for the love, ponchos oh, they love the yeah, ponchos they love they're, the ponchos. they're so much fun yeah all right. Well, thank you. You kind of got your story here of how Chiefs LA kind of came to fruition. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys sort of hosting us today and, and working with us on this little project. Here. Thanks for coming. Yeah. It's very exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride podcast. I am Pete Swinney. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>